Light me up, don't you stop Cause tonight, it's on the line Show me how, you get on down Close my eyes, take me for a ride Hello everyone and welcome back to the Parson Dacia podcast. I'm your host Josh and I'm joined today by uh, Kelty Hearts uh, player and new boy in League 2, Ross Philp. Ross, how are we? I'm not bad, Josh, yourself? Hi, uh, I'm good. You've been out enjoying the sun the last few days when you've not been teaching? Hi, uh, barbecue, paddling pool at the back with the one, so uh, it's been good. Long at last. Quality. I've not, not quite had a paddling pool but been out <laughs> coaching mostly. Got a a bit of suntan, managed to avoid getting burned, which for a ginger is surprising. <laughs> you need to look after yourself. <laughs> Take extra protection. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so just just fire straight into it. Uh, how did you how did you get into football? Like as a as a younger age, like what team did you did you follow growing up? Well, I was my my first kind of recollection is going and watching them filming. Um, I remember my first game at East End Park when from filming were a wee bit better than they are now. Um, <laughs> played against Celtic um, and drew one each I can mind quite a lot about it and I mind my my dad afterwards and even having talk, uh, talked about it since and asking just the stupidest questions <laughs> um, what what um, what's the guy in the middle doing with a whistle why does he keep whistling <laughs> all that stuff I think I was five maybe four and a bit five oh. um, and just kind of uh, playing wise it was kind of brought up in a village so you were just you were out playing all the time Aye. Um, older older kids younger kids everybody out playing football it was kind of after school that's just what you did I still very much in the, the street football kind of era I know it's kind of dying Aye. off a bit now but yeah yeah, it used to be street park it just used to be kind of take a ball out and see who you end up meeting and there, there was always a game going somewhere and like I say maybe a wee bit different now but I used to play with boys that were two, three, four, five year older, kind of in that village sort of setting, you're playing with kind of your pals, big brothers and things like aye. that. So, um, aye, plenty of football. Was it was it Hearts you got your move to? Aye, so I, I, I was at um, Kearney Hill Boys Club to start yeah. off with. I kind of started there um, and I actually got, I got picked up by Hearts having played a, a primary school or in a primary school tournament, sorry, at Inverkeven High School where I ended up going to school. I was, I think I was eight or nine. Um, got asked to go for a, a four-week trial, and I think about two weeks into it, um, I got offered to to sign, and I was there for five or six years. Uh, impressive two weeks then. Aye, well, it's <laughs> funny because the, I think when I first went, I uh, I got put into the year below, uh, just mishap with with the, yeah. dates of birth and stuff. So I done all right, but I must have been playing <laughs> against guys that were a year below me. So, aye, but. Um, Moved into the kind of right age group and obviously did well. Can't obviously remember much about it now, but um, I just kind of remember it being that sort of initial trial and then and then getting something off the back of it. Uh, have you ever seen that picture of Lukaku as a youngster? That's you like probably seven. <laughs> I, I didn't lie about my date of birth. Um, I think he's he's got to have lied at some point. Or I've seen that. I've seen uh. that photo before. I but no, I wasn't. A, I was never <laughs> like that. I was always a wee guy. I was always a wee guy. I could have probably passed for the year below to be fair. Uh, no, I imagine Lukaku at that age uh, it was a bit like you know in those films where there's two smaller people going top of each other Lukaku's uh, like that I'm convinced of someone else on his legs oh no double the height of everybody else uh, so obviously you've you've got a heart you stayed there how did you how did you find out you were leaving and then how did you find out Alwa wanted you uh, well uh, we it used to be the kind of same of you used to you would go on at the end of the year here's how you're doing this is how we think you're doing um, and then you would either be there for another year or you wouldn't. Yeah. Um, and I th- it was fif- 15s, I think, was my... It was 14s, 15s, something like that. Um, and it was just um, the usual for somebody my height and my build at that time that you were you were too wee, basically. Aye. Um, and then I actually had a year at Dunfermline in between that before I went to Alawa, um, and it was the, the exact same outcome. Um, I think that was at that point it went from 15 to 17 so the jump for yeah. me probably in terms of my size at that time that was I don't know if it was an easy an easy way out yeah. kind of for, for me not to do that but um, I thought I thought I would have coped um, kind of ability wise but um, it wasn't meant to be and actually going to Alloa yeah. was probably the best thing that could have happened 
Ah, so Alva was still in the, the lower leagues at this point, yeah. Aye, so we were in the what would be um, League One now. Yeah. Um, and at that, well, I mean, even I went there when I was, it was under 16, was my first year. So that wasn't even something that I was thinking was going to happen at any point at yeah. that time. Um, and I had a year at 16s and a year at 17s. And it wasn't until I, I kind of moved up to 17s that I started to get in, involved with the 19s. And then they, they used to do a lot, of, a lot of games on a Tuesday night with the first team and yeah. I was always kind of one of the ones that was that was involved, either coming on or kind of playing quite regularly on the Tuesday nights against maybe like a junior team or yeah. other kind of league teams, playing with guys in the first team that weren't playing. Yeah. Um, and actually playing, going and playing 90 minutes on a Tuesday and then kind of going back and training with the 19s or um, playing with the 19s on a Sunday and stuff. So it was it was constant because you were going with the first team on a Saturday, but then you still had your game on a Sunday. So for me, it was good. But it was, I mean, obviously at that time, I'm still no driving or anything. So for no. mom and dad to be, it's, you're going for two nights a week in a game to like two Aye. nights a week and then two games really. Um, but no, it was probably the, the the bit that I look back on that was probably the be- the best part of that kind of youth kind of part of my career. I would say. Must have been quite physically demand. Obviously, you're saying they were playing two games a weekend, but then if you're playing for like the the first team and you're coming off, you're playing against like the Scottish lower leagues are famously very physical. So if you're a younger a younger lad trying to get involved in that, that must have been quite a take a fair few hits. Aye, I mean we, the, you kind of got a taste for it. Like I said on 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 those Tuesday nights, you're playing against probably even a kind of even um, more obvious version of that with, against good junior teams. Yeah, um, where probably even more renowned for that kind of style. Um, and then it used to mean, used to, if I, if I went on the Saturday and didn't, and did play, I wouldn't play on the Sunday, obviously, but you were going to maybe doing, doing the warm up. You were still obviously yeah. traveling quite far. So it was kind of your, your whole Saturday and your whole Sunday, um, which was probably at the time more mentally kind of taxing rather than physically. But I was never really somebody that, that was kind of out on a Friday, no. roaming about the streets or that. The football kind of was always that sort of, the thing that kept me away from maybe getting involved in anything that I should <laughs> shouldn't have at that age. So it wasn't really like I just kind of got used to missing out on the whole kind of Friday night, Saturday yeah. night, Sunday night, um, because of the football as such. And so we we do now university course at this time as well. Aye, towards the end. So uh, my what year was that? Uh, the first my first year at university was the kind of year that. I didn't quite break through. I think I came on maybe seven, eight, nine, ten times across the season. But yeah. coming on at like two 0 yeah, three 0 you like game was sort of done. It was only probably one game. We played a, a game away at Stirling where um, we were already down on numbers, and a couple of guys got injured in the in the first oh. half. And I went on at half time, um, one 0 up against Stirling. Who at that time it was between us and Stirling and Cowden Beefax at the top of the league. Oh. Um there must have been, well, maybe it wasn't as many as I thought, but I think there was maybe eight, 900 fans here because Alloa and Stirling was a, a kind of a derby as such through that way. Aye. And at that time, because the two teams were going for the league, but I just remember it being, what it feeling like overly loud and, and kind of quite quite daunting thinking you would go for sort of going in at half time to, right, I'm going on here to be nervous, to be excited, to go Aye. out and thinking like you just, you're kind of in a daze for the sort of first five, 10 minutes. Um, but I so that was like my my first year um, at uni there, kind of coming on and starting to get a wee taste for it and getting involved a wee bit more. Um, and it wasn't until that next season where I, I kind of broke in um, further and, and eventually made my kind of first start as such. I must be exhausting, no, not really getting a, a day's rest if you're working at uni and then the weekend schedule. I, I think I, I think I just kind of got used to it. Like kind of like everybody that age involved in football in some sort of way, you're still. You're still thinking, well, you're you're hoping to make it as such. So Aye. you probably didn't really think of it, think of it like that. And obviously, uni, I was just always used to kind of going to training at night. So it didn't feel too different for kind of your finishing yes, school yeah. and then going to training to your finishing uni and, and going to training as such. So I kind of coped with it not too bad, I would say. Aye, so from Alloa, you moved to Kelty first time round, is that correct? Aye, so uh, uh, I got injured my the kind of year that I. I did break in at the first team at Alloa. Yeah. Um, and at the end of that season, we ended up, so f- from just about winning the league the year before, we got relegated into, into League Two. And then that was when Paul Hartley came in as a manager and made, I was I was the only one uh-huh. signed. Um, 
I got back to kind of fitness and I, I didn't really, although they were obviously, they were, they were winning the league, I didn't really get a, yeah. a look in. There wasn't as many of those kind of games to build back up to sort of fitness and build up to sharpness and stuff that probably I would have needed at that point. Yeah. Um, and I got asked back in for pre-season, but I didn't, I didn't think, yeah. I think it I didn't think it would have came in. And if I'd, if I'd signed, I probably still wouldn't have been involved. So I, I kind of thought I'm going to be trying to look to go elsewhere. Um, and the, the assistant manager that had been at Alloa before was the assistant at Albion Rovers at that time. So I actually did pre-season right. there. Um, again, hopefully getting something. I didn't really find out until the end of pre-season that that wasn't going to be the case. So I was kind of yeah, I was kind of stuck at that point because a lot of teams, well, most teams really had everything sorted. Um, and it came about um, that... I had the opportunity to go to Kelty. Um, we were obviously in the, the Super League of the Juniors at the time and <laughs> um, ended up going there. Right? Uh, so with, with Paul Hartley, was he, uh, was he at Hearts when you were at Hearts? Like, obviously not in the, the same level, but like, uh, was he in the first uh, he would team? Have been, he would have been playing at that time, aye. Uh, was, it, was that a little bit surreal? Always, because you've got like Hartley, he's played for uh, Celtic, Hearts, Hibs, in the first team at Hearts while you're obviously in the, in the youth team. And then next minute, next thing you know, you're, he's coaching you. Aye, I mean, even, obviously, I, I had, you had the new manager thing, you had the fact that it was Paul Hartley, and I had the whole, like, well, I'm the only one that's signed, Aye. everybody's away, and he's bringing in all these boys, so, again, as a kind of still sort of young and naive guy, it was quite a kind of unique situation where it was almost like, well, all the guys that I did come through with and made it quite easy for me to end up being part of that first team, it, the dynamic totally changed, and yeah. Even not even talking about Hartley, signed guys like Darren Young who have paid to go and watch. Um, Stephen Simmons, guys like that, guys Graham Holmes, guys that had been at Dunfermline and teams at that kind of level. Yeah. Um, so I, it was, it was for me at that age anyway. Was I mean the the, the training and the way that he kind of he kind of ran it, it. It was almost ran full time really um, for a part time club, um, and just the kind of the way that he demanded more. Um, just exactly the kind of picture that you would that you would take from him having watched him as a player, really. Yeah, um, I can, I can imagine he's not one to to take much nonsense. So you, Aye, went, totally. So you went to Kelty, spent a couple of years there. They went to Bonness. Yeah, yeah. How, how was the time at Kelty Bonness? Just kind of kicking about. Uh, I mean, I like it was probably um, going to Kelty where kind of. I was no longer the sort of the kind of young but the young boy in the dressing room. Yeah. Kind of, there was a lot of guys my age who I'm still pally with now. Um, That's good. So uh, there was still obviously there was still obviously more kind of senior players and going into that setting where I didn't really know much about the juniors and stuff, but it helped where the there been guys around my age as one, but the fact that I kind of ended up being being good friends with them and good mates with them and ended up ah. kind of you were you were socialising with them on a Saturday after a game and it was that kind of sort of different way of doing things. At Alawa, there's a lot of boys who are, are coming for loads of different places, so you're really only going to socialise with them if it's Aye. nine times out of ten a Christmas night or end of season kind of thing, whereas the, 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 a lot of the guys were for them filming, so it was a kind of a different way of doing things than that. Um, again, I still wasn't somebody that went out all the time, but it was, Aye, right. it was then something that happened kind of more frequently. You weren't trying to make up for all the missed time. <laughs> no, no, I've probably d- done that. Double rounds. I've, I've probably done that now, but <laughs> um, I again still, still at that point thinking, kind of drop down as such. It was it was obviously yeah. a level below, but um, it was kind of two full seasons of playing non-stop, which after having been injured was exactly what I needed. Um, I enjoy. I really enjoyed it. Um, two. Two different managers when I signed. Uh, Keith Burgess was the manager who was also the kind of junior Scotland manager at the time. Yeah. Um, and then um, the second season, Tam Coates took over. Oh, yeah. um, and again, a, a totally different way of working again. Um, and then, I mean, the only reason people kind of, the, the, the chat going about the time was that I fell out with Tam and this and that and blah, yeah. blah. The only reason I left was because we, we played in a playoff to stay up. And Bonus had won the league, and I got Aye. asked to go to Bonus. So for me, it was a no-brainer. Um, and then Kelty won the league the following season, and Bonus didn't. So <laughs> I'll, I'll always remember that. I'll always be remembered of it. To Aye. be fair. Yeah, you also left because Tam, you are up. Uh, no, so <laughs> <laughs> nah, not at all. I mean, I wouldn't. I ended up signing for him again, so that would be, 
That wouldn't hold up in court, to be fair. No, is um, he's meant to be been quite heavily linked with Dundee United, then, is he not? Uh, I've seen that. I've seen that. I'm I'm no surprised at all. Um, Aye. again, I kind of went from sort of the way Hartley ran things at Alloa to kind of this only kind of seen a bit of time with obviously a team that wasn't he, that wasn't his as such. He was obviously playing in that team, but wasn't he wasn't he his players yeah. and wasn't he his. He essentially had to do what he could to, to get us to stay up, which he did in the end. Um, and then I went to Bonesse where it was it was a lot more relaxed in terms of training, yeah. in terms of in terms of the, the kind of setup in games and the way it worked. And you were essentially again, I had another well, three years, I had three years there uh, no knowing I was playing, but because I was playing well, knowing that you were you were going to play 90 minutes every week, which again still 22, 23, 24, yeah. that kind of age was something that again was was what I wanted. Um and then ending up um coming back and signing signing for Tam and the way he works and the way that it was run um and the way the training was and just the kind of guy that he is, I'm I'm yeah. no surprise whatsoever that he's that he's quite heavily linked and obviously one of the favourites to get that, whether he gets it or not, oh. um, is a different matter. But I'm no surprised to see him kind of in the frame um from from what I know of him anyway. Uh, if if he manages a masterclass against Hibs next season, I'll be I'll be guided and I'll I'll blame you partially for it for you giving him an ego boost. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, not at all. Not at all. He's, he'll be if if he I'd be I'd be delighted if he if he got it and he did well. If he did get it, I wouldn't be surprised if he did well. Um, I think yeah. he'll surprise a few folk. I know there's a lot of a lot of Dundee United fans reading stuff online who maybe didn't want him to get it. Um, but I think. I think doing it himself, he would do yeah. it. I think if he if he if he got the job and was with somebody that maybe was there alongside him, that's maybe been there and done it, that there's no reason why why he wouldn't be successful because yeah. he's he's probably the most driven kind of guy that in terms of football that I've that I've been involved with anyway. Uh, so we are we Peter. You started teaching by this point. By the time you were leaving Bonesse again, yeah. We find that hard to hard to balance at all. You've done it for many years successfully, but. At first, did you find it hard to balance? Like the schedule of a PE teacher, obviously, is constant. Like you've got to be constantly thinking about stuff. You're always active on your feet, and then if you're going on your feet, then training and playing games, and then having to keep that in mind while still thinking about teaching, it's quite a sounds quite hard to manage. I think I think fitness work like it probably goes back to like I, I was always quite fit. I was always I was always at the front of running. I always yeah. did well if it was any kind of fitness work. So. It probably didn't affect me that way, um, but certainly I could I could be here all night if I listed off things that I've missed out on over the years for having to train, having to know do something the night before a game, yeah. having plans, and then the game ends up being away when you thought you were going to be at home and fixtures changing and stuff like that. Um, but again, I, I'm just I'm just kind of used to it. Um, yeah. Mom and dad, mom and dad took me everywhere. They were they were just kind of used to it, so it wasn't really. It just kind of happened like that was just kind of the way it was. Everything geared towards like the Saturday, they would always come and watch. I would always kind of be be geared towards doing that. So the yeah. the teaching thing, it was definitely hard at the start because you're when you're a student, there's a lot more asked of you Aye. than there is when you are actually teaching because you're you're planning lessons all the time. You've not got any experience to fall back on, so you can't you can't yeah. use a lesson that you've maybe used before. You can't use bits of that. You're having a plan constantly, and when you're on placements and when you're when you're um, doing your kind of probationary year and your introductory year, you have to have the lessons in beforehand. They need to be checked, so it was constantly you're you're almost working a day ahead of yourself. Aye. Um, so I sitting in front of a computer typing up lesson plans <sighs> after you get back for training at ten o'clock at night and stuff. <laughs> was, aye, I mean it's all good and well trying to stay organised and stuff, but it's so easy to be like, I'll just do that. I'll do that later yeah. on, and then it ends up being I need to do it at ten o'clock at night after training. Ah. Um, I but no, I, like it's, it's something that I like doing, so it's no, it was never. I hate this kind of thing. It was never no, that. No. It was, it was obviously just kind of the juggling the time part. Uh, I can imagine it being uh, even more difficult after you've had like a double period with me and old nude or something like that. That have to be like, oh, for God's sake, here we go. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> say with. We've been through a fire and and a pandemic, so it's probably actually yeah, maybe you should maybe be third on the list than that potentially. <laughs> I make, make a, a steady claim for second. We've still got a couple of weeks left to school with, so don't worry. <laughs> uh, let's know. Let's finish on a high. <laughs> no, so 
Boris, back to Kelty. Uh, what made you want to move back there? Um, kind of, well, sort of touched on it before. The I, I was probably at a point in time where I was kind of, when you've sort of asked us before, and I've really mentioned that as such like this, but had to, training was starting to get a bit like, we, we would turn up to, to bonus at training, yeah. and it would be turn up, bit of warm-up game, turn up, bit of warm-up game. Aye. And at that point we were training, I can't remember exactly what, what time it was. I'm sure it was like it was like eight o'clock start or something like that. Yeah. So I was kind of over, you're finishing at half three, you're maybe back four, back of four. And then by the time I'm leaving, I'm just thinking, ah, this is yeah, this is the time where you're wanting to chill out. This is that time of night where you want to be away by now and then kind of on your way back by that point. And aye, it was aye. And again, like it was hard because again, I was I was playing every week and Although we weren't, a, we never, um, we didn't win the league. We, we had won, we had won a cup, we'd won a couple of cups. Yeah. We'd been involved in kind of games. We did well in the Scottish, etc., etc. So it was hard to leave because, again, in terms of my involvement and the way that I was probably thought of there, um, but I needed, I needed more kind of. I needed to want to go to training. I needed to look yeah. forward to. It. I didn't want it to feel like. Know that I never ever wouldn't want to, or I wouldn't work hard, but just I just needed a change, basically. Um, and it kind of it came at the right time. Um, and I'd actually kind of agreed to go before the whole sort of East of Scotland thing came about. Uh. Um, so it was when I'd sort of decided to go back. It was I was still I was still with Kelt in the juniors as such. Uh. Um, it just so happened that when it got to sort of the end of the season. Um, and it was all getting decided that they had, they had obviously decided to go um, down that, that different route. Yeah. I said that. Um, so you were back to Kelty. Is this still under time? Yeah. Under Aye. Time. So I spoke to him, spoke to him maybe in about the kind of January, February. Um, ah. And it was kind of, well, let's kind of leave it towards the end of the season before we get anything sorted. Obviously, both teams, they were doing well. Um, we weren't that far behind them, so it was still, it was still competitive between the two teams. Yeah. Um, but I always kind of had it in the back of my mind, and I always, always kind of thought that's probably something that I that I want to do. Um, I probably told them that at the time. I think even kind of put my cards on the table early and said that's what I wanted to do. But let's wait until the kind of the end of the right. season. Um, and at that point, you used to like the junior. I used to used to finish like this time. Now you'll still be playing into June. Um, so it was kind of. It all came about quite quick towards the end of the season, and a lot, a, a lot of boys also left Bonus at the same time, um, so it kind of dragged out a wee bit because they weren't wanting to do it until they had got another couple of boys in. They didn't yeah. want Kelty to announce it because it made it look like there was other people leaving and stuff like that. So it actually only got kind of sorted. Maybe it only got announced the day before I started pre-season with Kelty, but I only got sorted. I think started that week. Aye. Um, so it was kind of later in coming around. Um, but I speaking. Speaking to Tam initially, but then speaking to um, the chairman um, and the owner at the time about what their plans uh, were, and like I said to you at the start, I was looking for someone a bit different, and it was it probably just worked out perfect timing. I uh, so you you come back to Kelly. Was it so? How long into your second spell was it that Barry Barry Ferguson took over the reins? So we had we had the so our first year back we were in the the East of Scotland, won the East of yeah. Scotland League, and then we had the Start of the, the first season in the, the Lowland League, where I can't remember if it was, I think it was the second or third league game I got injured. Um, Aye. And it must have been about, must have been about maybe five or six weeks after that. I had maybe seven or eight games or something yeah. like that. Um, and I wasn't there because I had no long, I think I had Aye. my operation on the Saturday. I think it happened on like the Thursday night or something like that. Yeah, so, um, just totally out of the blue that, that Tam left. Aye, I mind the I mind the injury also because I did you had to take time off school uh, yeah. for it as well. So what what exactly happened? Like injury. Well, I done it. So I I well I done my I done my cruise ship the first time at, at um at Alloa. Um, yeah. The time broke into the team did that kind of nine ten months after um after before I was kind of back fit and back able to play. Um, and then I, it wasn't the exact same way I did it, but it was the exact same injury again. Uh-huh. Um, played a, I remember it, played a pass inside. Um, 
for a one-two play that defenders kind of got close because I remember at the time yeah. people thinking that it was a defender that had caught me and that's what had kind of happened but wasn't even near me to do that so I played a pass and planted my foot and went to push off and my my body wanted to do one, one thing and my nice. knee wanted to do the other thing um, but I obviously well I didn't feel like that at the time but I probably dealt with the pain a wee bit better than I did first thing then. Um, <laughs> but I didn't make it any better and I didn't obviously know at the time, but I had a good feeling that that kind of that's what I'd done. It was aye. same same feeling, same kind of feeling afterwards. Um, aye, wasn't it nice? You, you say a good feeling. I think that's probably a little bit of the wrong state. I can't imagine is that good a feeling tearing your, <laughs> tearing your no. In terms of in terms of it wasn't it didn't feel as bad as the first time I would say. Um, but I, I still like I said I still had a pretty good idea that that's what I'd done. Aye. Um, uh, must be must have been quite hard to to do all because you have to then take time away from from your work from football and it's the same thing that happens again. Like how do you, how do you go about like recovering from that? Not just physically, obviously, but like mentally, trying to get your head around. Okay, I'm going to deal with this. I uh, I mean it was tough tough enough the first time, but at the first time again, you've still got that thought of I'm still young. I was doing well before. I'm playing. Uh, I was starting in a in a team in in League One so you've kind of got that behind you and the second time again it was it was probably even tougher again older circumstances changed had a wee one uh, I've got work you've got other things to think about um, and I it was I remember going in and, and speaking to to the director at the school who you'll know well um, yeah. and saying kind of right this is what's going to happen I'm waiting for my operation blah blah and I remember him saying to me you're more worried about about your football than your work, aren't you? And I didn't mean to come across that way, but actually at the time I thought, well, I, I'm I'm no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop it. I'm not gonna stop playing. Um, yeah. And again, I was at a at a club who spoke spoke so well of me and thought so much of me to to kind of back me through that. That I probably owed it a wee bit to them. Um, yeah. As well, they paid money to bring me back for bonus. It was my second second season of that but then obviously then said look we'll look after you get back fit um and and not to worry about that which would have been easy for them no easy for them to do it wouldn't have been easy for them to do but it'd have been easy for for me to have been forgotten about in terms of it being their first year in the lone league and trying to push ah. um and again again i was in a similar situation injured and then and then a new manager comes in hi did you um so did no, you have- so did you never like consider like chucking it or being like, okay, this is gutting? Or were you always just in the mindset of like you said there, like, okay, no, like I'll I'll get back from this and if anything I'll 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 stop teaching I'll stop teaching badminton and I'll 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 stop mate, I'll i I'll stop watching Josh Fernley fail to do an overheard self <laughs> and I'll <laughs> I'll try and get involved. Nah, it was I get like not gonna say that I didn't think about it, but it was never something that I thought about it and thought this is something you I really need to yeah. think about. It's probably that the hardest bit. I remember it being the same in the first injury is you have to wait. Well, I had to wait kind of six, seven weeks from having done it to get the operation. So it's kind of dead time because yeah. you're waiting to kind of start that rehab bit, but then you've not really got the opportunity to kind of get kick started with. Yeah. Um, I totally. Um, and then again, you're. I was in a, a fortunate position at the time at Alloa where. Um, Paul Hartley brought in the, the physio that had been with one of the youth teams at Celtic at the time. Yeah. So essentially I was coming into training a wee bit with him, a wee bit on my own, but then you were getting half an hour with him doing this, uh-huh. that and the next thing. And he was get, kind of guiding me through it. Um, whereas it was it was a lot tougher the second time round because I did a lot of the rehab on my own. I did a lot of my rehab, again, going up to the ground, watching them training. It's, it's honestly, it's the worst bit. Of it. Um, yeah. And You'll you probably have spoken to guys that have that have been injured to a certain extent, or any any footballers you'll have spoken to, and going up to the to training at the side of the park, and everybody's training, and yeah. you're standing at the side doing what looks like the most simple wee things. Um, but aye, that's not. that's pretty tough. Aye. Um, aye, stepping up and down with a weight, which you can do without thinking, now becomes one of the hardest things you've ever done when you're trying to essentially train yourself to do stuff that. I can't yeah. do anymore, pretty much. Um, but it was never something, like I said, it, it, 
it probably made me more made me think about it more in terms of missing out on three four months of work. You're then kind of other folk are are then probably picking up the pieces because you're not your work, um, which was tough as somebody that is always quite quite conscientious about no having folk kind of. I, I would probably be that like happy to everybody's kind of happy to muck in. You'll have seen it yourself yeah. with the department that we've got. It's no nobody's nobody's kind of shirking anything. So it's quite no, tough no, to no. then leave them with almost a a, a spot to fill when it's uh, it's tough enough working in that kind of day to day environment. So it definitely opened my eyes. But again, maybe not. I, I wouldn't think of it as a selfish point of view. It never ever made me think like I'm not going to play football as such. Ah. Uh, no, so like you said, there I can imagine like the, the P department is usually always pretty busy because like it's PE boss. The, the department is really good. Like yes, yourself, Miss Scott, Mister McKinley, Mister Thompson, Mister Fife, like Miss Gardner when she joined, like it's very enjoyable to work under. So you've got like five, six people there trying to cover a big workload. When you also have to take the office, like one less person yeah. with the same workload, is yeah, uh, can imagine a bit. Of, uh, maybe I have to buy them a few cakes or something afterwards as an apology. I <laughs> know, uh, definitely. I well, I I, I kind of mind exactly, but there there've been there've been a few visits in with with some goodies out to keep myself sweet. I think uh, the the first round of the teachers' night would have been on. Aye, <laughs> aye, I, I, I know, uh, definitely. Uh, so did you did you meet Barry when you were injured? Like, did you have a few conversations, or was it just kind of your first experience of him was when you were back? Uh, aye, so. The I remember obviously I wasn't at training the night where it all kind of happened at the time. Like I said, it was it was maybe it was less than a week I think after I had the operation. So it happened quite quick. Um, finding out that um, there was a chance of him getting the job, and then it kind of coming about that he got the job, and then obviously it was a struggle. But it was almost like can you can you get up on yeah. Tuesday or can you get up on Thursday because he's gonna he's gonna come and meet everybody. Um, and I remember him. He spoke to he spoke to all the players. The twenties were in, the committee were in, um, in the social club, and he spoke to everybody. Spoke really well, and then kind of met everybody, shook everybody's hand, and oh. I remember him saying, "What's up with you?" <laughs> saying, "How long? When did you do it?" And I'm saying, "I've I've literally just had it operated on. It's going to be a wee while." And thinking again, what, kind of what's going to happen? Um, and similar situation again didn't it happen. Didn't happen right away, but slowly but surely, players left, new players came in, and again it leaves you with that kind of kind of uncertainty. But it was almost again just like kind of get back to it as quick as I can. And he always said to me, "You'll you'll be back before the end of the season." Um, and he was always quite good at, at prematurely kind of trying to tell folk when they were going to be back. And it was always going to be <laughs> a, a tough ask, but I, it was pretty much bang on the end of the season that I wouldn't have been ready to play. Um, yeah. But I actually worked it perfect. The season, the season finished just as I was pretty much bang on fitness wise. Um, yeah. So it gave me. They had a couple of Sonic. I just, I just basically trained the whole way through. So when I came back to pre-season, I was, I was ready to go. Ah, uh, good to get back just before the season ends as well, because it means he's, he's at least got a chance to see you train like in person, as opposed to if you hasn't, obviously, then in the summer you might sign somewhere else, and then I kind of bombs over. But not. Totally. Right. I mean, he, he had obviously. When when I spoke to him, um, kind of briefly at the time or at different points throughout the season, he had he had watched stuff and he had spoke to people and and again you're you've got people telling you that you'll I'm pretty sure you'll play you'll still be you'll still be on this team and stuff but I'm quite pessimistic the way I think anyway and think well that's there's not to say that he's he doesn't owe me anything that's it's about yeah. what he thinks is going to work best and if he thinks that there's somebody that can that can come in and do better then he's going to do that. Uh, uh... What was I going to say? Uh, Barry seems like I obviously played at an extremely high level with, with Rangers and with, with Birmingham. Does it seem like a tip person to carry nonsense? Did was there a, any Rollicans that dashed out that you could remember? Uh, it's probably <laughs> you could, anything that you <laughs> could repeat on a PG podcast. <laughs> how long have we got? Um, I wouldn't say there was. I wouldn't say there was like one, like. I don't, I don't, I've never really seen a manager go what I would kind of term as kind of over the top. But it wasn't really. It, he never, he never went full Neil Lennon. Nah, it wasn't like <laughs> that. He's, he, he was actually a lot, a lot calmer in some circumstances than I thought he would be. And I think he always spoke about his, 
his time when he was at Clyde, and I think he was he was quite kind of he would do that quite a bit at Clyde, and yeah. if things weren't going well, he would lose the plot, and that would be it. And he used to oh. tell us he used to go in, he would go in just before we were about to go out, and so we'd warm up. He would do his, his team talk before we went out to warm up. We'd go out and warm up. We'd come back in. He would get kind of two or three minutes to yourself before he came back in. He used to say oh. that he was in thinking, right, be positive. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go over the top. I'm not. So I think he obviously. He knew himself again. I don't know, kind of. I didn't know him from before, um, but just from kind of what he said and and a couple of things that he said and the way that he spoke, that he obviously struggled with that in terms of maybe going too far with certain things or the way that he's the way that he said things. So yeah, I think he, I think at times he he probably could have, but but he stopped himself as such. Um, I wouldn't say there's like if he came in at half time and you hadn't played well, you knew you hadn't played well. Uh-huh. Um, and probably um, kind of similar to time when we were training, if if a pass wasn't good enough, you knew it wasn't good enough. And if a drill wasn't if a drill wasn't moving quickly enough, or it wasn't at the right tempo, or it wasn't the right standard, you'd know about it. You knew, aye. And and again, it then just means that everybody's everybody then ramps up a level. Aye. Um, and the tempo, are just what would be a very basic passing drill for the outset. Um, with, with guys obviously that, that have played at a very good level um, it's just like a, it's, a, it's a totally different level and he, he never ever let let that slip uh, and it, it clearly worked because he had you on track for promotion and then uh, lockdown happened in the same year that uh, obviously our school our school fire happened uh, how how did you find out about the school fire that's like well what were you doing because you remember when you thought you realised oh hold on a second uh, my workplace is burning I, I I remember actually being a my my wee sister and our boyfriend um, at the time had had moved through to Hillabeef and I remember it wasn't that long after they had moved in because we were through and maybe they hadn't moved in at that point I think we'd we'd been through to look at uh-huh. look at the house and uh, the usual you see everything on social media and you're looking kind of back over towards the town and you're like that it looks pretty doesn't look great to be honest. <laughs> And we came home and never really thought anything of it. And then obviously our our kind of work um, group chat starts to build up and stuff. <laughs> and then um, probably a, a wee bit ashamed to say it, we thought, right, well, we'll we'll go down and kind of see what's happening. And I remember driving down, and you couldn't you could hardly drive past the road because there was that yeah. many cars there, and the the playing fields were just covered with people. But even at that point, like I think I must have stayed up till maybe half twelve, one o'clock maybe. Because again, at that point, you're like that. Well, uh, maybe is a wee bit more serious than we thought. Obviously, yeah, you would have seen a lot of the stuff as well. It looked like it was just at one part of the building. It's probably yeah. just maybe going to affect that part. Um, and I remember just about that time at night, it looked like it it, it then spread and thinking, well, going to need to get up and see what happens anyway. So try and get some sleep, basically. Um, yeah, and then waking up to to kind of see and find out what it was. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. I mean, at the start, you're kind of thinking, oh, I'm, I'm not going to repeat the, the Twitter video on myself, almost did it there. But like, you realise you don't think this is, this is serious, because, you know, you see it, there's a small fire, you go, oh, that's a bit of a laugh, the school is on fire. And then you kind of, as it went, because I mean, me and a few of my mates went up to see it, just because, you know, you want to see what's going on. And we got there, just as like the fire spread to the science department. And we get yeah. there, it's like 10 seconds later, it's a big massive noise, yeah. you see flames burst through the window. You're like, oh, this is this is pretty serious. It's, yeah. it's, it's mental to look back on, because obviously I had a bit of a joke about it there, but it, at the time it was like surreal. Like, you can't imagine at the time uh, it's a good thing to, to have to deal with, because you're thinking, oh, like, what are we doing now? Because obviously you move it, you're having to then go to loads of different schools to teach PE, like going from the yeah. college or way back to Inverkeithen. Uh, to like the vine, just ah, uh, must have been very difficult, and a bit a bit of rage thing to happen. To be honest, though. at least it was out of the ordinary. Uh, I know. I mean, again, I still, I, I don't think there's any way in the world that they meant for it to end up the way it ended up. The the way it happened, I think it's no, just been, it's been daft boys mucking about with stuff and and thinking, oh, this will be a laugh, and then it's that's obviously ended up what it was. But I from a from a, from a working point uh, of view, for going to working at a school that's five minutes for the house to then having to drive away, 
Honestly, we're meeting, <laughs> we're meeting each other in the morning to pass over footballs and then meeting each other at the end of the day to pass over stuff for the next day and stuff like that. Uh, it was it was mental and obviously you've seen a lot of that yourself as well. Uh, no, I liked when we were at dark for some of the, the PE classes. There was like the bus, the bus to get us there from the college was like leave without people. Uh, <laughs> There's like some, some boy showing up 10 minutes before <laughs> before yeah. the lights it was due to end this hour and a half long period. Yeah. Um, oh, the, I'm not going to say about the changing rooms. Anybody that I know uh, knows about those changing rooms. For you'd walk in, obviously there's there's not just the class in there, but you, you maybe you see some sites that you don't you don't want to see. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I might one time I went to the school fire. It, it, it makes it, it still makes you laugh because it, it was a bit ironic. Like we went down and on the playing fields, and it was about nine or ten at night at this point. You know the, the fire's been going for ages, and we heard the fire alarm go off. It was like. <laughs> But bit, a bit delayed. <laughs> we figured that one out ourselves by now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Cheers for it's that. Probably, it's probably the first time the fire alarms in the school have actually been set off by a fire, to be fair. It's not really uh, somebody uh, up to no good. Nah, started to head down to the Astros. I think that was the standard protocol. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get, stand with your car. <laughs> Uh, every fire alarm since then has been a oh, oh no not again I know, but, I know. Uh, so locked out for Kelty then obviously you're, you're on the brink of promotion and this is you got promoted last year obviously but it was probably a, a year too late as opposed to when it should have been how's that to take when you're you're on the verge of breaking back into the league you know Barry Ferguson's got to play great football it's a big achievement for the club but then all of a sudden it stopped dead uh, it was it was gotten I think I think we we probably knew it wasn't going to come to anything, especially the longer it went on. Um, but to think you've you've went through that season, you've played in X amount of games. It was tight at the top. We've we've won the kind of we won the kind of key game against Bonnyrigg. We had the points there. You're. It was just you just wanted you wanted at least the opportunity um, to go up and then. Like I said, you're you're getting one message one day, you're reading one thing in the paper the next day, and it was like, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Are we going to get uh, a playoff? Right, we're not going to get a playoff, but are we going to get promoted? Are they going to reconstruct the leagues and so on and so on and so on? And it was, it was just you just got, ended up getting fed up at towards the end and thinking, well, it's not going to happen. Anything that does happen now is going to be a bonus, but it really doesn't look uh, like like anything's going to come of it. Now, were you worried at any point about, like, obviously, because of the finances of it, you're going at a semi-pro club, you're not getting any fans in the door, you're still having to, like, pay people. Was ever worried, ever worried about, like, teams or, like, Kelty potentially just going bust? Because I know there was a I'm, lot. I'm, oh, I'm surprised that, I mean, I don't know if it would be having a knock-on effect. I'd imagine this year, if all going well, obviously, fans get back in and stuff, that, that, yeah. that the teams that are... I mean, everybody's obviously. I'm not going to say being able to cope, but the teams are all still there. Yeah, um, they're still still. Kicking. So yeah, I so I would think that this next year would then would then mean that I that there's going to obviously be the obvious losses there, but that it would be enough to kind of kickstart them again and get them back up, and then eventually get back to to being able to work with Aye. without that probably without probably that fear of of it's going to have a problem. But uh, I'm. I mean, I mind thinking at the time there's it's just going to take one team to say we're struggling here, we can't do this, and then th- there'd be the next one, the next one, the next yeah. one. I, I'm still probably a wee bit surprised now that that didn't happen. Uh, uh, luck- luckily, nobody uh, did, you know, cease to exist in terms of the club. But then the playoffs eventually happened a season later. You've gone; the season's been curtailed pretty, uh, pretty. What am I going to say? Pretty early. That's the word I'm thinking for. Early. Um, I was I was trying to say endlessly, but it's not endlessly. It's it's, it's early. Uh, I've got a higher English. I have no idea how, but it's a bit. <laughs> Nobody can take that with you now, though. <laughs> well, I hope not. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the season's got to pretty early. A few games in, and then the the playoffs. You've beaten beaten Brora. Obviously, you've played a big part in that yourself. And then you've gone to to Brecon. Now having fans back for the games, uh, how was that to? To think, obviously, a massive game. The game's kind of been built, uh, Celtic v Brecon for the last two years. Uh, Brecon trying to avoid the game. How was that 
feeling when you the final whistle went in the last game and you knew you were up? No, it was that was brilliant. The it, it, it was a bit surreal because we 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 didn't play well at all. <laughs> and I remember at half time we were thinking again, just kind of spoke about it. You, you know that you're not playing well, and even if you didn't know yourself, you get told that you're not playing well. <laughs> um but thinking we're we're two one up, they're down to ten men. I don't know, it just felt like it felt like it didn't matter like we knew that we were going to be all right. It didn't Yeah. You just felt like you were you were always going to go through. Um, like no matter what, actually, something would happen. Yeah, I mean we we had the we had the bonus of having beaten them there earlier in the season, and obviously there was a lot of changes to their team um, from that point until now. But we had went up there and beat them again. It was only two 0 but it was pretty comfortable. Yeah. So we probably kind of had that in the back of our minds. Um, and I think probably the only thing that, that would have maybe held us back was the fact that, that we hadn't played for so long. Um, but yeah. we managed to kind of get that out of the way in the Brora game. Um, but it sounds daft that we obviously, that you would have thought the Brora games would have been the ones that we didn't play as well in and then we'd have been ready better for the, for the two Brecon ones. But it kind of worked out the opposite way. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think we... I say we didn't play well. We, we won the first leg 2-1 where... It could have been it could have been three or four one. They they kind of sat back and made it quite hard hard to break down and, and difficult to play against. And they did the same in the in the second leg. Um yeah. but we we knew that they were going to have to come out and they were going to have to Aye. so it was a it was an awkward one. It was probably never ever going to be a game where we played well because no. for us to play a normal game probably is the best way for them to, to probably have a chance. Aye. And even if you're thinking about it, like you've played three games since you've done the three games there, so that's about like, five five games against teams in, in your league whereas Brie could have had the whole season played just about like a whole season they're much more match fit I think it says a lot about Kelty's uh, the quality there that you've managed to still get through with that like difference in match sharpness yeah I think like the whole it was a lot tougher that kind of March to whatever it was uh, January to kind of Easter period this yeah. time because Last year, last year it was it was in between the seasons, so you knew yeah. right. Well, we're not going to get started back when we normally get started back, but we're working towards here's when we're going to get started. But then to be for it to be cut off mid-season, and then the longer it goes on and the closer it gets into the season again, we were we were we, you were running on we're running on the roads Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and <sighs> no really knowing if we we're going to get back. Um, that was. That was tough. It was hard to kind of pick yourself up and go out and do a run to send it in when you're kind of thinking, are we running for anything here? Is this actually yeah. going to come anything? Um, and a kind of similar situation to the year before where, again, I thought the longer it went on, I thought this, this nothing's going to happen here. This is going to be the same right. as last year. We're not, going to, we're not going to get in and out of it. So I think, again, we, the kind of guys that were in the team, a lot of experienced players, Probably yeah. the fact that we had it, whether folk agree with it or not, kind of taken away from us the year before. Yeah, meant that we were always going to be, we're always going to be ready. Um, and even in the what did we have three weeks training before the first one, you could tell, aye, we weren't at our at our best in terms of match sharpness and and match fitness. But that for to then at least get the opportunity that we were going to have enough about us to make sure that that we took it. Yeah, um, it's, uh, again, what you said, but be taken away from you like the fact that in the the top four leagues it was like the league winners went up and the teams went down because there was a playoff the there was a difference in standard which could must have been hard to take but yeah. you're up you're up Barry Ferguson gone Kevin Thompson's come in obviously made a few really good signings to start off with uh, how are you looking forward to working under to working under KT and like what do you reckon the goals are for next season how far can can Kelly go from here I think well to, to answer your first one, I met him on I met him on Tuesday night. Um, if you get an autograph from me, I'd be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Um, no, um, just again, like having gone from somebody of the stature of Barry Ferguson to then go for somebody again like Kevin Thompson, who is a big name in Scottish football. Yeah, um, says a lot about Kelty says a lot about the, the kind of guys that, that run the club that again they've they've taken that 
that step as such to go with somebody like, like yeah. Kevin Thompson. But very well thought as well. Yeah, I've heard that's that's I was going to come on to that. I've heard I've heard positive things in terms of coaching, <clears throat> just first impressions, the way that he spoke, um, just so down to earth, like it was got a message to go up and say, come and meet him. Thinking what's going to be said. There's obviously guys that have the guys that have left. There's guys that have signed on again. I had I've got another year, so it was a bit like, well, is it just going to be a kind of chat? Here's this is me, this is what I think, this is what I see happening at Kelty, blah, 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 but yeah. so, so down to earth, just spoke away like you were any other guy, considering he's never met me before, and, yeah. and I'm going to be playing for him, and, and whatever it's going to be in a month's time or so. Um, so I, impressed, and like I say, I've heard a lot of good things, uh, his, his assistant Kevin McDonald, uh, he was in the, the first team at Aloha when I broke through as well so I kind of know him right. and apparently again training wise is, is meant to be meant to be very good so I'm looking forward to it I think I think it'll be I think it'll be uh, it will turn out to be anyway a, a good appointment Yeah so what are what are the goals for, for Kelty then is it to try and push up maybe championship premiership level or just kind of take each season as it comes don't want to say I think it'll de- definitely be definitely be season by season I mean the last probably two or three seasons has has meant that it's it's probably quite daft to think any further forward than that um, Good point. because it was always <clears throat> it was always going to be a hard league to get out of but it was probably always something in the back of our minds where we thought we we just need to get out of it and then and then see what happens that first step was getting out of the Lowland League I mean it's it's no design for the Lowland League team to come up because you need to win your league for a start and then you need to play another team that's won the league and then you need to play the yeah. team that's at the bottom of the league. So there's another four kind of high-state games at the end of the season that you need to win in order to to get promoted. So I think I, it's definitely going to be to be to be up there um, in and around, whether it's playoff places, top half of the table, would I wouldn't be I wouldn't be speaking about a turn, I wouldn't think. I think the players that we've kept, yeah. the players that we've signed, um, that we're definitely a a club that's wanting to be challenging up the up the top end, and it's no it's not going to be as easy as that. Obviously, teams like no. Edinburgh City, who have who have been pretty close to to going up the last couple of seasons, and and a lot of good teams in that league uh-huh. who we've had the opportunity to play against. Um, but it will be about whether or not we can compete with those teams week upon week, rather than the kind of one off games if yeah. we've met them in, in cups and stuff. Yeah. Uh- all the best for the season coming. I'll be keeping a close eye on Um yeah. So, uh, again, PE P- teacher playing football. Have you ever considered uh, football coaching once you've you're hanging up your boots from the game, or do you think you're just kind of going to focus more on the teaching? I think, uh, uh, honestly, like the next three or four years, anything, anything could happen. Um, I don't know. I think it's probably a. I've always said that if I was going to do something like that, it would probably be. It would have to probably happen. As soon as I finished, I don't think I think if I if I took time away after oh, it, yeah. it, it wouldn't be something that I think about. No. Um, and it would probably need to be where I finished up, whether that's Kelty or somewhere else. Um, I don't know. I've got. <clears throat> I mean, by that point, I'm going to have a lot of guys that I've kept in touch with in football who might be going down a similar route. Yeah. So someone might come of it in that sense, but I don't know. I think the it's definitely something that I thought about when I kind of started playing. Um, yeah, but I mean, I don't know where what my position will be in terms of family wise. I've got two two girls who are going to be another three or four years older at that point as well. Yeah. So, like I said, I kind of said at the start, from whatever age, 15, 16, having to be somewhere every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, missing stuff. It will it will probably be. It'll probably be nice to know yeah. to kind of work your work your <laughs> life around that. Um, and again, the, if the, if the girls are involved in clubs and there's stuff happening on Saturdays and Sundays and things like that, then it'll be really tough uh. for me to turn around and say, actually, I'm going to continue in some uh. sort of capacity because um, it, it was my mum and dad when I was younger, but um, my partner yeah. now and the kids and stuff, it's uh, it's not just as easy as saying I'm going to do this all the no. time. No, then again, someone needs to take over from Pet McKinley for the for the senior squads. Uh, I mean that uh, uh, <laughs> that'll be that that will no stop 
um, in terms of extracurricular stuff, in terms of the teams with the skills, it'll just be whether or not there's anything out with that. Um, ah. it's, it's the bit, I mean, we joked about it, um, about that was the bit that, that Mr McKinley looked forward to at the end of the day. <laughs> if, he, if he had a game in the afternoon after school, he was buzzing in the morning. And that, yeah. uh, it's the same way, like, we, you, you look forward to it after school. Um, you look forward to seeing how they got on. It's yeah. potentially guys that you've had in classes, so you've got you've built up a relationship with. And and again, uh, it's a wee bit more relaxed. It's no, it's not as kind of strict and as rigid as it is in a class setting. So you get to see them in a different light, and they hopefully get to see you in a different light. And like I said, it's someone to look forward to, and it gives me a wee bit of a of a looking in terms of that, and whether or not that would uh, be something that um, that I would want to do. And then, then again, the school team can sometimes let you down. I remember in Madrid after the final game, throwing you up in there, and then quite literally got let down. Uh, I, th- I think I was one of the big culprits for that. So, uh, apologies uh, for not catching. Uh, catch I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was goalkeeper skills not that well defined. Yeah, when you talk about, I mean, certainly, what have I been? I've been seven years. You talk about highlights. Of, highlights of my time at school and probably for yourself and a lot of those guys that went there that you'll not you'll not forget you'll not forget that week anyway. No. no. Um, I know I certainly won't that's why that's why I've never done it again. <laughs> the chaos in the stands gave, gave, gave you a headache for weeks afterwards. Aye, but then again like like I say like we we get to see you guys a wee bit differently. Like it was never uh. we, we kind of said it from the start when there was never anybody there that we were worried about in terms of we wouldn't want to take away. And that yeah. was always probably the thing for me kind of leading it whereby I had to make sure that essentially you guys would, in a way, look after yourselves. Um, and it's obviously, it's easy for me to say that you're, you're in a different country. Some people probably away for their mums and dads for the first time. And although these are, what, what would you have been at that time? Kind of 15, 16? Yeah. Still quite, quite a big deal. Um, and I probably look back on it and think of it as I didn't think of it as as big a thing because of probably the way that the way that you guys behaved for us and the way that the kind of relationships and the way that we had kind yeah. of built that with you guys in like I say first to fourth year. Um, but I it was it was yeah. a very good week. Uh, no, it is something that makes the the P department, especially with Bill, so so enjoyable. Is like the the level of respect there uh, from the teachers to. Uh, like excuse, I mean, like I know certainly me and all, all my mates just like love to love going to PE, love the department. It's always a good laugh, and like it speaks volumes that even like you've got the respect to come on like uh, a podcast, like sitting here for an hour or so and chat. So as as you very much appreciated, like I know personally, I've really really enjoyed my time in the PE department at school. Feel like it's come on. I've come on quite a bit as a person. So thank you very much for that. No, I mean it's, uh, that's no, it's not just me. I think that's a lot, uh, a lot to do with yourself as well, Josh. And like I said, you're. The, the leadership stuff and that would have probably helped that as well. Um, uh, but I, it's it's good to hear that about the department that that, that you're saying those those good things. I think uh, for us to hear that that we're obviously doing something right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all ever there is very well thought of by everyone that I know anyway. Uh, so we've got a few few quick fire questions to end off. Uh, there's a a couple uh, a couple questions here that have been podcast topics throughout that cause lots of debate. So. Goes to enter it, right? A Kit Kat. Are you calling that a biscuit or a chocolate? Oh, I'll go biscuit. Yes, good man. Right, that's one for <laughs> that's all right. Is that pi- an easy one. Yeah, here's the here's the the famous controversial one, right? Pineapple and pizza. Thumbs up or no thumbs down? No for me. I'll let yourself down there. We uh, actually had this conversation. I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. We had um uh Robin and Erin were in on on Friday because obviously they're leaving school like yourself yeah. um, and we had this conversation um, with myself and, and Miss Garden and we were it was kind of mixed mixed reviews as it tends to be when that <laughs> debate comes up but I know for me I, I'll eat, eat quite a lot of different things on a pizza but but know that uh, yes, you're missing out I think my my, <laughs> my, my favourite podcast moment was when we had Marvin Bartley on and he was 100% on my side with this one that was I don't think I've ever cheered as loud, and I'm counting how Scottish <laughs> Cup final winning goal in that. <laughs> that's saying something if it's up alongside that. That's that's massive. 
Aye, uh, we've got we've got the we've got the endorsement. That's that's all we needed. <laughs> uh, all the reason I got him on the podcast, not enough yeah. football talk, just because I wanted someone to back me up. <laughs> uh, favorite takeaway and what's your go-to order? I had this conversation as well, actually. Um, <laughs> Has someone leaked my podcast notes? <laughs> no, I must have done. Must have done. Having said that, you've heard Robin on, have you not? Yeah. Ah, oh, true. Did she get? Did she get those questions? She got. She got a couple of the same questions. The pizza. I wonder if she. I wonder if she's been teaming me up then, but just not tell me that. <laughs> she, she's. She's trying to mentally uh, prepare you for it. <laughs> um, I, um, I, I don't. I can go between, but I'd probably say Indian. Um, and I'm quite. I'm quite a plain, plain person. Not too hot, so I always go tikka masala. Um, but I like all the. I like all the bits around about it, the naan bread and the, the pakoras and that. I normally end up struggling to eat the curry because I've ate all the other stuff first, but <laughs> that would be that would be yeah. my go-to. Do you have the naan bread with the curry? I think that's the... Aye, I do, but I normally eat it first, so once once the naan bread's away, it's, it's whether or not I can manage the curry. <sighs> Controversial. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, would you rather always wear a full Kelty strip or always have to wear a full suit? Like, no matter the context, you've always got to wear one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'll have to go. It wouldn't even need to be a Celtic strip. It'd have to be a strip because... Uh, it's, nah, it's, nah, not for me. It's got to be a Celtic strip, so you showed up for... Right. I'll still any... say that. I'll still, <laughs> that's fine. I'd probably, I'd probably be more comfortable in appearance even than sitting with a Celtic strip on and sitting with a suit on, to be honest. <laughs> no, it's more like any weddings or that you go to, you've got to show up at <laughs> show Celtic strip. Uh, Name a number on the back. That's, that's <laughs> absolutely fine. I could deal with that. <laughs> uh, respectful answer. And, <laughs> but, all right, that's, that's all we've got time for. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. No bother. No bother. Yeah. Uh, no podcast guests for anyone else. We've not got any future podcast guests lined up right now. However, we are trying. So expect an announcement sometime soon, hopefully. Uh, Ross, thank you very much for coming on. No bother. Thanks very much. Yeah, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. So come and light me up.